Welcome to Grapple's Tables. Welcome to Grapple's Tables, the podcast that talks about everything from professional wrestling to stitches and should you be doing them while they're in your mouth and doing a podcast. You need to, no, no! Oh my god! Too too late for that. <laughs> Absolutely too late for that. You yeah. Poor, poor Kanye West sounding soul. This is what we do for you guys. You know, Thrill came on with no voice. I came on with this Dusty Rhodes voice. <laughs> <laughs> it's called dedication, right there, baby. Very much dedication. And you know where you can listen to this dedication? Oh On SoundCloud.com slash Grapples to Apples. That's Grapples the number two apples. You don't like SoundCloud. You got Apple Podcasts. You got Google Play Music. You got iHeartRadio. doesn't matter where you're listening as long as you're listening. Maybe not to this episode because this one is going to be weird. As usual. I'm trying so hard not to laugh at you. I'm sorry. I know. As well, not as usual. This is the very first time I'm doing this like this. Um, a little backstory before I give you our intros. Um, I had my wisdom tooth pulled on Monday. Uh, my bottom lip and teeth are technically like the gums are still swollen. My gum that they extracted the tooth from is stitched to the side of my cheek. Hence the reason why I'm speaking with this speech impediment. Oh, these S words are going to kill me tonight. That's why I'm speaking with a speech impediment. Um, I am not putting on fronts. Um, so, yeah, um, as usual, I am one of your hosts. The very sensual, sure the very that? slurred, shut your hole, the very slurred. Mr. Oh God, sunglasses at night himself, your boy, Shades, joined by my laughing hetero life mate at my pain. <laughs> Ill will the thrill, the poetarian, Shakespearean candidate, major English, whatever you need me to be, that's who I be, because baby, that's who I is. Shades, I'm so thrill. sorry. You, you sound, I'm not trying to laugh at you, bro, but it's killing me, son. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, what's funny is that. It, they don't come out until Monday, and and we have predictions today, which means we have a pay per view this Sunday. So you get to hear this twice. Sunday, 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 Sunday. Oh, this might be my favorite episode that we've ever done. Okay, I hate it already. <laughs> I hate it already. So for real, we have. We have some news to go over with Dominion at Osaka Joe Hall over the week last weekend. Oh, last last weekend, uh, new champions have been crowned. We got some, I don't know, um, coming out news. I guess uh, another championship being defended in AEW, and uh, like I said, predictions, baby. Before we get into any of that, Thrill, yeah, <laughs> call my dentist, tell him to ring the bell. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh man, I'm sorry, folks. 
as Shades mentioned earlier, uh, Dominion, you. <laughs> uh, Dominion and Osaka Joe Hall was uh, took place over the weekend. And though the first half of the show was kind of, you know, your standard six-man, multi-man, whatever matches, things did get interesting towards the end as we have two titles changing hands. Very firstly, we have new IWGP Tag Team Champions as Taichi and Zack Sabre Jr. defeat the Golden Aces of... Uh, Excuse me, Takahashi. Ooh, heartburn. Um, and um, Kota Abushi. So I was not, I did not see that coming. I was not expecting that in any way, shape, or form. But it happened. We got a new tag chance. Yeah, I mean, um, I didn't even realize that the Golden Ace were tag champs until I saw the card for Dominion. Mm-hmm. And then we were speaking about it last week. All the champions are going to retain, you know. Yeah. Um. It's that's partially true. At least one champion retained. Yeah, well, one. Just the the never openweight championship, the one that like, meh. I mean, Shingo Takagi is the champion, so that's. I guess. Fun, I guess. But the bigger shock was in the main event where Evil defeated Naito to become both the IWGP heavyweight and intercontinental champion. And, okay, so watching this match and then listening to people talk about this match, I've came to, I've come to the conclusion that the majority of the match was boring. And then the ending of the match was overbooked. And so for this to be where Naito drops his title was really disappointing because Naito winning it at Wrestle Kingdom was a story that was being built up over like what three years now and for it to fall like this in a match where you know okay so say what you want about long matches that are 20 minutes plus say what you want about the Kenny Omegas of the world and Kazuchika Okadas of the world and the, you know, the Takahashi, Tanahashi, excuse me, Tanahashi's of the world. Um, this match well, here... Well, Takahashi can go also. Sure, sure, sure. But I'm talking about, like, these, you know, proper main event guys. Um, this, sh- this match demonstrates the difference between just going 20 minutes, 20 plus minutes and putting on a proper, interesting, exciting, captivating 20 plus minute match. Because I mean, this, this match was almost 40 minutes long was it really and that long? 38 minutes. Jeez. I can tell I you, mean, I, I checked out after a minute, like 20. It was that it just it felt long. It felt. Long. Yeah, and I that's mean, the problem. Naito can go like yeah. he's no, he's no Omega he's no Okada but he can put on a good match we've seen sure. that with Jericho sure. evil e- I I don't think that putting both championships on evil was the right thing to do I would 100% agree I understand that you're for the sake of uh, LIJ versus like Bullet Club mm-hmm. uh, sure but 
evil isn't even like he just joined Bullet Club. Yeah. How do you have your lead, your de facto leader, uh, Jay White, hold nothing, and a guy who just came in, basically an underling, is the IWGP Heavyweight Champion and Intercontinental Champion? It doesn't make any sense. So and okay, so before I, before I got to this part, I was going to go into some other stuff, but let's tackle exactly what you're saying. I think this is one of those things where booking is being dictated by necessity rather than actual desire. I think because they know Jay White isn't going to be able to travel to Japan anytime soon from, you know, was it New Zealand, right? Or Australia? New Zealand. New Zealand. So knowing that they probably aren't going to get Jay White there anytime soon, you're probably not going to get either one of the, uh, the Tongas there anytime soon. You know, you have to work with what you got. And so, so have Kazuchika Okada win the New Japan Cup. Keep the belt on Naito. Put the belt on Okada. Like, it, it, it's simple. E- evil. No, I, I agree. I agree. But I think this is something where maybe they felt they had to do something big for Dominion, and this is what they thought was the right move. You know, have Evil tr- betray Naito the night before at the New, J- at the, the New Japan Cup final. And then have him, you know, cheat heavy to win. But I think this is something where this this was dictated more by necessity than actual desire. I don't think they want this. I don't think Gato wants this. I mean, if you're watching, if you watched any of the New Japan Cup, Evil versus Sonata, Evil dirty tactics to win that match. Yeah. Um, Beating Okada was like one thing. And then turning his... I mean, Naito doesn't seem as upset as Hiromu Takahashi, who was just like, do you feel good about yourself? Like, give me an answer. Like, why'd you do this? For me, I would have much rather Takahashi win the New Japan Cup and have him and Naito put on a classic Mm. and, like, like shake hands or hug afterwards because you're talking about the junior heavyweight champion versus the heavyweight champion... And Hiromu potentially holding not only the junior, dropping the junior after, obviously, because he's going into the heavyweight division, but holding the junior, the heavyweight, and the Intercontinental Championship. Like, so here's the that problem. has n- never been done. Here's a problem. It doesn't really lend much to future storytelling. Because they're in the same faction. And then where do you go from there? On top of that, the one good thing that's come from this is Takahashi has come out looking like a star on both nights. His reaction to the to the betrayal and his, you know, him interfering or trying to, to make the save at the end of Dominion also, Takahashi's come out looking like, you know, the king of chaos, so to speak. Um, so I do appreciate that. I do like that now we have more of a spotlight on Takahashi, who we know can go, but he's still a junior. And so then you can tell that story that he, as a junior, is looking up to Naito and that the betrayal feels more so on weighs more on him than it does on Naito because he looks up to Naito. Yeah. So, like, I, I understand my like that aspect of the story they're telling. But I just, A, I don't think the match is very good. B, I don't think that Evil is main event ready. I really don't. No. I mean, um, I thought he was 
uh, a while ago, and then like uh, Sonata came out and literally blew the socks off of everybody with his magic against uh, Okada. And you know, and what, I, was like, mm. I wanted to mention that also. That is interesting. That last year we got what seemed like the Sonata coming out party, and then they flipped the script and they put it on Evil. I mean, Sonata's coming out party was the G1 climax. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying is, so that, yeah, like, that, that yeah, really yeah, yeah actually, you're right because yeah. the, the climax started like around this time last year, or August last year, exactly. So, and it yeah, you would like, thought that it seemed like they were starting to push Sonata in that direction. Okay, we're gonna break up Evil and Sonata. We're gonna push Sonata to the main event scene, and we'll go from there. That's what it seemed like what was gonna happen, and instead, they pulled the rug out from under us and they threw evil in the mix i just i don't know i don't know that evil is main event ready and i was not a fan of this match yeah i mean so the card itself is something that you stated before it was like you're just gonna add tag team or six man six man six man tag which is exactly what happened with six man six man six man tag team the one thing besides evil winning the, the championship that stood out to me was uh, the tag team match, Yujiro Takahashi and Taiji Ishimori defeating Chaos's Kazushiko Okada and Hiroki Goto. Mm-hmm. If you look at that on paper, you think Okada Goto go over easily. The Tokyo yeah. Pimp and, and the Bone Collector was... Uh, <laughs> bone Soldier? <laughs> well, whatever. Bone, bone Man isn't what you call it. And, no, yeah, and I, I is my guy. Like that's a that's a match you like. Oh, it's uh, in the bag. Yeah, and like like I'm I'm willing to bet the house Okada and Hiroki Goto go over. Yeah, easy. Yeah, and they lost, which I'm, is weird. I'm I'm wondering if maybe, and I'm thinking maybe that that was probably more to like, all right, well we gotta get Okada on the card, but this night is not about Okada. Let's keep him as under the radar as possible. He'll be in the match. Let them lose. Move on. It means nothing, you know. Yeah, I mean, I'm interested to see where they go next because if they're going to continue doing shows, the G1 climax is next. Oh man! And how are they going to do that? Because the climax is is arguably their second biggest event of the year, behind Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, they have like half their roster right now. And with with uh, visas and 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 travel issues. That's what I'm saying. They're not gonna. Have, they're gonna be without Will Ospreay. They're gonna be without um, Jay White. They're gonna be without the Tongas. They're gonna be John Moxley without Moxley. Um, who else was gonna? I don't. If the if the if Gals and Anderson are gonna be able to make them their way out there, I have no idea. Um. You know, there's they're gonna be missing a lot, a lot of wrestlers. All their this is gonna know, be North American and you know Australian, New Zealand, all those guys. They're not gonna be able to make it. It's gonna be an interesting few months for wrestling, especially for New Japan. Yeah, if they're gonna pursue, if they're gonna go with, <clears throat> excuse me, doing the uh, G1 climax. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so moving on to some heavier news. Uh, so last month we had the speaking out 
the hashtag speaking out um, movement that, that hit Twitter where, you know, a lot of wrestlers, managers, so on and so forth, promoters were all, you know, there were accusations lobbied against them for sexual abuse, sexual um, misconduct, misconduct. Thank you. And, and other things of that nature. Amidst all that, um, Will Ospreay tweeted the other day implying that he had thoughts of uh, taking his life because of all this. Now, I don't know. As far as we know, as in Shades and I, as, as far as we know here at Grapple for Apples, um, Osprey was never explicitly accused of any sort of sexual misconduct, but he was accused of blackballing or attempting to blackball somebody who was a victim. Now, I don't know if that is because of this, or vice versa, this is because of that. I don't know if maybe this is just feeling largely empathetic for what's going on in the community around him. Because it's one thing for us as fans and how we feel about the, the, the circumstances, but to be in that community, and these are people that you know on both sides, you know, friends who are both the victims and the abusers, depending on how close you are to these people, how much that, that weighs on you. Um, I know that I have friends who have been sexually abused and like, I know that hurt me, even though it didn't happen to me. So if this was something that was happening in a widespread manner to multiple people in his life, I can see how maybe that started to weigh on him heavily to the point where he got this way. I don't know, but either way, it's it's heavy and I'm I'm glad that he chose not to do that. I'm I'm glad that he stated that he's, you know, doing that he whatever he can to pull himself up and and put a smile on and keep moving and you know move forward cuz you know that's that's all you can do, you know. I mean, right now he's suffering from depression and is you know, thrill and I have both dealt with it or, you know, or deal with it. You know, it doesn't really necessarily go away ever. It's, you know, just, you have your good days, you have your bad days. Um, the only thing that we can say to Will, uh, Osprey that is, is keep strong, man. You know, just, uh, try to talk to somebody. Um, you never really want to hear that anybody has thoughts of taking their own life. You know, um, it's, I've always said it, it's a long-term solution for a short-term problem. You know, don't, don't ever, I mean, it's always hard, you know, it's, it's never easy, but if you can, and if you guys are listening, anybody listening, you know, that has issues with depression and, and things like that, talk to somebody. It does, believe me or not, uh, b- believe it or not, it does help. Uh, it helps me a lot. It helps thrill, you know, like just talking about it definitely helps. It's not, you know, a solution, but it's therapy and it's, it's a very good therapy. So, um, like I said, we'll stay strong out there and, you know, if you need to talk, tweet at grapples to apples. Yeah. Thrill would be absolutely thrilled to hear from you stop but yeah um and on a a even more serious note for those 
who are listening, if you ever feel like, you know, you might be going down that same path, feel free to call the suicide prevention hotline. Uh, you know, at the suicide prevention lifeline at 1-800-273-8255. You know, it's find someone to talk to before you think about doing something you're going to regret. Well, you can't regret, but anyway, let's, uh, let's move forward. Shall we? Let's move on to some WWE news. Shall we? Not much in the way of WWE, um, them heading into their, the horror show at extreme rules. Um, two big pieces of news, I guess would be big pieces of news is, uh, Charlotte flair, uh, the reason for her her being off TV is she's having breast augmentation surgery to lower her bust size because those things are way too big for what she does. Mm-hmm. I'm sure she like, deals with back problems all the time. She has to. Absolutely. Um, after that is Tegan Knox of NXT. Has come out as gay. Good for her. Mazeltov to her. Good for her. It, you in, in this business, you need that. I mean, I would. W- I wish that you know more gay men would mm. come out. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, because I guess there is a sort of a double standard where it's just, it's more um, socially acceptable for a woman for a woman to come out than a man. Yeah. Uh, Darren Young was one of the men that came out. I think it was really the only man that came out as gay. And, and where did his career go after that? Yeah, you know, like right now so, in the industry, I can only think of one openly gay man, and that's Sonny Kiss. Yeah, and Cody was. Um, somebody said something like somebody tweeted uh, about Sonny Kiss, and Cody commented and said, "Listen, if you don't like." watching a gay man wrestle um then you're no fan of mine you're no fan of AEW, and we don't need you yeah and he's absolutely right 100 percent. and i love that cody is so quick to take that stance not just as a wrestler but as an evp of the company and as someone who is essentially like the baby face of all of wrestling you know for him to come out and defend sunny kiss or any LGBTQ performer, wrestler, whatever you want to call them. Um, I think it's huge. I think it's great. I love that Cody is so outspoken about this. And, you know, I like you said, I'm happy for Tegan Knox. I think it's great. Um, you know, breaking hearts all over the world with one announcement. But um, I definitely, definitely agree with you that I wish – because you know there's got to be more men out there who are like? There's no way that of all the men in professional wrestling, none of them, other than Sunny Kiss, are gay. Like, I, I I do wish, like you, that more male wrestlers came out. But you know, hopefully, in time, we'll get there. Yeah, uh, definitely. What I uh, what I enjoyed about it is uh, with Cody defending Sunny Kiss, it's putting your money where your mouth is. It's not just hiring a trans person or a, a, a homosexual person <clears throat> for your wrestling company just to seem progressive, but to actually back up and defend them yep. is major. It's it, You're not putting on fronts. Like, this is who you are. Yeah. 
And I don't, I don't think that Vince McMahon would have come out and defended anything, but I'm sure that other wrestlers would have supported a WWE superstar coming out as gay yeah, or being attacked for being gay. And that's, and that's the key difference to me is that I feel like in most other promotions, the head of the company is not, not, I understand Tony Khan is the head of AEW, but Cody is essentially the face of AEW and he's yeah. one of the EVPs. I feel like if this was WWE, you're not going to get Vince come out. If this was Impact Wrestling, you're not going to see um, whoever's running uh, Impact come out. You know, you're not going to see Billy Corgan of NWA. I feel like having Cody, not AEW, Cody make this statement, says something in a bigger way than just all elite wrestling putting out a statement defending, uh, defending Sonny Kiss, you know? Yeah. Because I feel like um, those other promotions would have a corporate response. We, you know, we advocate for acceptance and inclusion of all of our performers, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Like a very PR statement would be released. Yeah, just like a political drone type statement. Exactly. But instead, one of your EVPs was like, listen, he's a performer, a good one. And he happens to be gay. And if you got a problem, kick rocks. And I dig it. And I dig it. So there were <clears throat> rumors to switch switch the story up a little bit. That uh, Billy Corgan was talking about how because of COVID and not running shows that NWA was the was going to shut down. Billy Corgan has now come out and said that those rumors are false. Yep. We they're not selling the NWA. And I am extremely happy about that. Mm-hmm. Cause that means there's just more wrestling, a different promotion, you know? Mm-hmm. You don't want to monopolize things with WWE and AEW. You know, impact scattered in there. Um New Japan overseas. So I mean, you have guys like Nick Aldis there, uh, Trevor Murdoch. They they have a very old school um, NWA feel, basically. You know, they have their own flavor. It was what I loved about the wrestling landscape before Corona was that there were so many different flavors of wrestling. You know, you can have your old school. 70s 80s type of stuff with nwa on youtube on tuesday nights but you can have your like your indie style wrestling on wednesdays with dynamite or with nxt before at least um you can have your mainstream wwe style stuff on mondays and fridays with raw and smackdown you have impact that's doing their own thing you got new japan doing their own thing like there's different flavors for everybody and nwa has a very distinct flavor that they created for themselves when they started when they launched power on youtube and like you said i'm I'm super glad that billy corgan is saying nope we're not dying we're still alive we're doing this thing yeah so so thrill yo there was not much that happened this week except for fighter fest and Although it was a good show, FTR versus the Lucha Brothers and um, Jurassic Express versus the Elite, the real build to that show was 
Brian Cage versus John Moxley mm-hmm. for the AEW Championship. Mm-hmm. Did you get to see this match? No, because I still don't have TNT, but I'm working on a solution. Oh, I actually forgot you didn't have TNT. Yeah, my brother made it a point to call me like four times and be like, hey, you watching this? I'm like, no, because I can't. Hey, did you watch this? No, because I can't. So, no, I did not because I can't. Well, you weren't the only one that wasn't able to watch it, but I didn't watch it because not. I do have TNT, but I was on heavy medication (laughs) because of my procedure. Uh, John Moxley defeated Brian Cage, which was basically a no-brainer. You you really don't want AEW putting putting their top championship on every newcomer that they sign. Um. I don't think uh, right now Moxley is a victim of the times because of COVID, but I never thought that Moxley was the answer to to winning the championship anyway. I I w- had a firm belief in Jericho retaining. He should have retained. He was more entertaining than Moxley is. He still is. Oh uh, yeah, he still is. Yeah, that's a, that's a very a very fair point, <clears throat> and. Um, I mean, look at something as simple as him still calling himself the champion. You know, this is it's a mindset. I don't need to be the champion to be called the champion. You know, um, I think that Jericho should have still been the AEW champion because he could have done a lot more than what Moxley is doing. I, mean, I think they push Moxley. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I think they push Moxley to the top way too quickly. I think the good thing about Jericho dropping the title is that he gets to work with the mid card. I mean, look at what he's doing with Orange Cassidy right now. That that program doesn't happen if he's the top champion. It doesn't. It doesn't. I mean, we would have known that Jericho is definitely going to win. You know, my, uh, Orange Cassidy isn't going to beat Jericho for the AW Championship. Mm-hmm. But it would have been nice to see guys like, excuse me, Orange Cassidy getting a championship opportunity. Where otherwise he would have never gotten one, you know? But you do also need to switch the heel face champion so we can get new heel face challengers. Because, with, yeah. you know, with Moxley as the champion, who's a face, you it can introduce heel Brian Cage. You can eventually use heel Lance Archer, who has fallen to the wayside. You know, you can introduce more heels to the main event picture where for the first X amount of months or the first almost year, Jericho was your top heel, and then it was just, you know, faces coming up and down the ladder. Cody, um, Jungle Boy, Scorpio Sky, so on and so forth. So now we have to do the inverse. Now we have a heel, I mean a face champion, who gets to have heels come up and down the ladder. So, you know, am I am I enjoying Moxie's reign so far? No. But I also see how it was a necessity to take it off of Jericho. Yeah. At that point, I agree with you. So, Shadez, as yes, sir. Our, our friend Mr. Minardi likes to call you, shall we go on to predictions? Um, I, I, I'm down for that. But of course, before we do that, 
it may not seem that way, but in the world of professional wrestling, there are good seeds. There, there are a lot of bad seeds as well. Jesus. <laughs> That's great. Uh, <laughs> your, your list might be my good seed. But at the end of the day, they all contribute to the tree, to the garden, to the forest. That is professional wrestling. So, lispy lisper spins. <laughs> Talk to me. Uh, my bad seed is evil winning the gold rush. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna call it the IWGP and the Intercontinental. Chain. It's too much. I'm just gonna call it the gold rush. Double champion. Uh, evil winning the gold rush. Oof. Oof. Okay. And your good seed. Uh, Tegan Knox coming out as gay. Okay, that's cool. Uh, my bad seed is Tegan Knox coming out as gay. No, I'm joking. Totally joking. Um, you're, that's your bad seed because you want. You, you, there was that slim chance you may have been able to get into a relationship <laughs> with her. Yeah, and we're about the same age. You know, she's a year, a few years younger. You know, I'm just saying. You never know. Um, she's got an accent, which you're drives <laughs> you crazy, boy. Anyway. Um, <laughs> um, let's see my, my bad seed for the week. Oh man. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Um, hmm. you don't have to have one. You know that, right? Yeah, but I do. I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll say nothing for now. Uh, my good seed, other than your lisp, I'm actually going to give it to uh, AJ Styles versus Matt Riddle on SmackDown tonight. Um, okay. Very. It was, it was a really good match, especially for a SmackDown main event. Um, I'm not a Matt Riddle fan, but this was an entertaining match for me to watch, and I'm glad that AJ went over clean. You know, it was like a roll-up kind of thing, but, like, he didn't cheat to win. He didn't pull tights. He didn't grab the ropes. You know, there was nothing funky about it. There was an exchange, and he ended, like, he happened to catch him in a pinning predicament, and he got the pinfall one, two, three. He shook his hand at the end of the match. But, like, you know, but at the same time, so, like, he showed him the respect, but he's still a heel. So when Baron Corman attacked him after the match, AJ didn't interfere. He just walked away. So I thought that was a perfect yeah. little play for AJ. Um, so that's my good seed is the match and the post match AJ stuff. He's gold, baby. Now let's let's talk about these projections. So the horror show at Extreme Rules. <laughs> the horror show this, on my television. This this Sunday <laughs> is. Seven matches strong. Let's hope that they keep it at that. Strong, There's no reason strong. to do that. Seven matches yeah. strong. You sure about that? Seven matches lukewarm at there, best. There you go. That's better. Um, usually, Thrill and I like to do uh, what we think is going to be the main event last. I'm not doing that today. Let's just run through these lists, uh, these <laughs> matches, because, boy, this is going to feel like a chore on Sunday night. Drew McIntyre versus Dolph Ziggler in a TBD match for the WWE Championship. 
a, a stipulation that Dolph Ziggler is going to choose the night of. Drew retains. I Drew retains easy. Yep. Asuka defending her Raw Women's Championship versus Sasha Banks. Um, I got Asuka winning. I don't understand why a SmackDown Women's Superstar is fighting for a Raw Women's Championship, but uh, Asuka. I mean, I don't think Banks and Bailey are going to monopolize the women's division. I hope that doesn't happen because. Oof. See, I so I think Asuka's gonna win, and I think she should win. But I would like to see Bailey and Sasha both held holding both titles at least for one week or for one night. Even if one They're, of them drops it on the following episode of SmackDown or Raw or whatever, I want to at least see the image and and them celebrating with both of them having both titles. Because with Bailey having both, but Sasha only having one feels uneven. So, I don't know. This is me personal. I'm also a fan of Sasha Banks and Bailey, so I like to see them just again, I just want to see the visual of both of them holding both titles if only for a night. Bailey's so annoying to me. I don't know. I think I think Bailey's doing good work, especially and I think tonight Nikki Cross is doing the best character work she's done so far. And so that, that's going to play in. Yeah, yeah, where like she was having the the crisis of confidence with Alexa Bliss in the background in the in the backstage and then snaps and beats up on Bailey. You know, I liked that. I liked that she had that that person. She showed that she was a human being and not just a lunatic. Um so I did like I do like that in Nikki Cross. Um so I do think Asa's going to win. Uh but I'd like to see Sasha win instead. I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Oscar, um, if Sasha wins and then Nikki Cross wins. So Bailey's upset that she drops her belt, but Sasha has her belt, you know? Ooh, that's so good. Because then, oh, it's so good. Because then Sasha can go around gloating and celebrating and boasting the way Bailey has been. But Bailey, instead of being happy for Sasha the way Sasha's been backing up Bailey, Bailey will be pouting. And being all like, whatever, I'm not the champ. Oh, that's so good. You know what? Because there's no belt on the line for us, I'm going to do that. I'm going to go Sasha Banks beating Asuka. And then for the next match, uh, Bailey versus Nikki Cross for the SmackDown Women's Championship. I'm going Nikki Cross. Okay. Okay. I doubt we're going to have two women's championship change hands, so I'm going to probably take an L on both of these matches, but I, I like the idea of it. I, I agree with you, and I think we would get a better story out of it, so that's what I'm going to go with as well. I'm going to, I'm going to, stick, to my, I'm going to stick to my prediction of Asuka winning, and I think Bailey's going to win. So I'm going to keep both retaining, but I'm hoping for what you said. See, now I don't even know what I want. I'm just, I don't even know. So then the next match we have is Braun Strowman versus Bray Wyatt in a Wyatt Swamp Fight. So this is a non-title match, and I don't know what a Wyatt Swamp Fight is, but I guess we'll find out on Sunday. This is going to be an over-edited match for sure. Um, I don't know. Braun Strowman... Do they want 
their Blue Universal Champion looking strong, or do they try to save Bray Wyatt in a non-title match? I don't think they need to save Bra- uh, Bray Wyatt. They need to save The Fiend. If this was Braun Strowman versus The Fiend, okay. But he went back to his, like, swamp look. So does that make it irrelevant and inconsequential if he loses? Yeah. So then, I don't know. I feel like Bray needs to win, but I don't think Braun can afford to lose. Yeah. For the sake of Braun Strowman, I'm going to go with Braun. Because yeah, really, I, I, I'm thinking with that. you. Uh, I'm going Braun Strowman also. Yeah. Uh, not looking forward to this match. The next match either. Oh, yeah. The next match, I, I just wanted to skip over, but so, unfortunately, dude, we can't. God, I was thinking to myself that I was going to say to you, I don't even want to pick anything. I don't want to pick anything because I, I have no interest in this match. It's so dumb. Uh, Rey Mysterio versus Seth Rollins in an eye-for-an-eye match. And the stipulation is the match can only be won when one competitor extracts an eye from their opponent. I'm I'm, I'm picking Seth Rollins just for the sake of Seth Rollins. Fine, I'll go Rey. Just because, why not? If you'll go Seth, I'll go Rey. So dumb. So dumb. following match, I actually kind of care to see. Apollo Crews defending his old WWE United States Championship to see if he'll retain the new WWE United States Championship versus MVP who's currently carrying the new United States Championship. Because, welcome to WWE. Uh, I hope Apollo Crews, just because MVP has no business holding a, a mid-card belt at his age uh, in the WWE. Yeah. I, I also think Apollo, they're starting to build him up. They need to continue to build him up. Let him just walk through MVP and give him some serious competition. Yeah. The final match... On the card that we have here is the New Day, Biggie and Kofi Kingston, defending their tag team, their SmackDown tag team championships in a tables match against Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura. I'm actually going to go Cesaro and Shinsuke on this one. Ooh, really? Yeah, they've been teaming for forever and have nothing to show for it. So give them a championship run. Why not? I don't bet against the New Day because the WWE loves them too much. So I'll go with the New Day. So you're going New Day? Yeah, why not? You know, okay. The interesting is that other than the Swamp fight and the Eye for an Eye match, these are all title matches. Yeah. Like, you would think that this card has meaning, but it feels like nothing. Oh, when you have a gimmick name like The Horror Show at Extreme Rules, you already know that this card's going to be... Silly is the only way to put it. Why wouldn't they save the horror show stuff for October? Because they're not smart. Doesn't make any sense. We're in the middle of July. You do summer theme stuff. 
whatever. What do I know? Um, so yeah, uh, one last thing that I, I would be remiss if we didn't mention. We're not going to do proper predictions, but we are. I'm definitely going to try and cash this out, and I really would recommend that you all do too. This Saturday night will be Slammiversary. Impact Wrestling putting on one of their bigger shows of the year. They have a stacked card uh, featuring the likes of Moose versus Tommy Dreamer, Dreamer, excuse me, The North versus Ken Shamrock and Sammy Callahan. We got Willie Mack versus Chris Bay. Uh, we got a uh, gauntlet for the gold match to determine the number one contender for the Impact, Impact Knockouts Championship featuring Alicia Edwards, Havoc, Kira Hogan, Kimberly, Kylie Ray, Nevaeh, Madison Rain, Rosemary, Susie, Tasha Steeles, and Taya Valkyrie. Tell me their division isn't stacked. Um, you got the knockouts championship match between Jordan Grace and Deanna Parazzo, which is the match I'm looking forward to the most on the card. And then you got Ace Austin, Eddie Edwards, Trey, and a wrestler to be determined in a fatal four-way for the vacant Impact World Championship, the title that was vacated when... Uh, what is this girl's name? Tessa Blanchard was released from her contract with Impact Wrestling. So this should be a very interesting show, to say the least. We also have a lot of expected uh, debuts from the likes of Keith Slater. Um, who else? Um, Gals and Anderson. Gals and Anderson. So it's... Yeah, I you gotta if you're, if you're gonna watch an impact show uh, an impact show this year other than Bound for Glory you gotta watch this one. Agreed. Um, the Impact World Championship match was supposed to be a fatal five way originally with Michael Elgin, but because of the whole speaking out thing, he was eighty six from the match. So this is gonna be is an interesting card. It, out of the two pay per views this weekend. Uh, Slammiversary may actually be better. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So it should be very, very interesting. But that's going to wrap up our show for the week. As always, you've been listening to us on SoundCloud.com. Sound grapples, apples, sound grapples on number two. If you don't like SoundCloud, you got Google Play Music, you got Apple Podcasts, you got iHeartRadio. Doesn't matter where you're listening, as long as you're listening. Don't forget to check out our social media pages. That's Facebook.com and Twitter.com slash Grapples to Apples. That's Grapples the number two. Apples, like, comment, share, subscribe. Do whatever you're going to do to put us in as many eyes and ears as humanly possible. We really appreciate it. As always, I've been one of your hosts, Ill Will the Thrill, the Poetarian, Shakespearean candidate, major English, whatever you need me to be, that's what I be, because baby, that's who I is. Joined by, I mean, do I even, do, can you even? I Tell think I can. Man of the hour. Man with the power. Too slurry to be sour. Cream of the crop right to the top. Your boy. Shades. <laughs> Don't forget that if you check out past episodes, you'll hear Shades without a slur. Uh, <laughs> check out this week, next week, and every other week. Because a nap of the day is a bad wrestling way. Peace. Peace and love. Peace.